Hey gang, welcome to Sprinkles with a Z at the end, the podcast dedicated to help you find your next favorite show, movie, or podcast. I'm Timmy V, and today we have an extra, extra, extra special show because we have a fabulous co-host. Her name is Cecily. And over the years, she and I have shared several of the same movie, TV show tastes. Um, And so we've decided to talk about two of our absolute faves that we're going to bring to you today. And beware, this is a very tangential, very full of the tangents episode. So we talk about several shows, not just the shows that we're supposed to be talking about. But the shows that we're supposed to be talking about are Bleak House, which is an adaptation of Charles Dickens' novel, um which is a miniseries, which we love. And then the Netflix original, very unusual, the OA. That's the O period A period. Okay, so um, first up, we're going to be talking about Bleak House, um, which was on BBC Masterpiece Theatre, limited, it was series. um, And it's from 2005, which is like a long time ago. Yeah. It's a really long time ago. Makes us feel our age. (laughs) Um, And it's based off the Charles Dickens novel of the same name which I had never heard of before mm-hmm. and apparently like I tried to like read it kind of it is a big old book I mean mm-hmm. it's not an easy it's not an easy read so. no it's not it's um and I, I haven't read it either but <laughs> <laughs> but um I Tale of Two Cities was something that I read oh. in high school and so I do have a large respect of yeah. Charles Dickens novels well and this is actually probably my, my favorite I mean not to be sacrilegious about like Christmas Carol what have you but like this story is so intricately woven mm-hmm. like that's that's probably one of the things I loved about it most was that like it's so thought out and the way that the the storylines just kind of coalesce at the end like even though you have all these disparate characters with these very different lives and you're not sure that they're ever going to pa- cross paths but the way they do cross, pa- cross paths is amazing so mm-hmm. absolutely adore it um well, and I was just going to say, uh, Charles Dickens always does such, um, and not that, the, I mean, obviously this is like the adaptation uh, of the book, but just the way that the filmmakers adapt Charles Dickens' vision, which is always kind of a commentary on class and just the heaviness of that culture mm-hmm. and the roles that they all had to play, mm-hmm. whether you are a woman or a man, and um just all of them trying to break out of that and, you know, the complications that arise from that. So it's so splendiferous and divine. Oh, my God. Well, and so the actors and actresses that play the various characters are unbelievable. Um, you have Jillian uh, Anderson from X-Files, mm. Divinity. She's like, and you would never know, like, if you didn't know her before, you wouldn't guess that she's not British because she plays a British character mm-hmm. and her accent is just fantastic. Like a revelation. Know, a re- a revela- it's a revelation and she's so beautiful in this role. She is. Oh. And she's so, such. there's such a subtle way that she, I mean, it's subtle, but it's not so subtle. Mm-hmm. Like she, the like her energy and the look on her face and just the way she presents herself, you can just tell she's screaming inside without really saying anything. And so... It is beautiful and painful to watch at the same time. And that I think the weight of her performance really carries this this along, which is surprising because when I first saw her, I mean, I love her, but I was like, everybody else is British in the show, and I mm-hmm. thought, this is going to be a mistake, and then it was such the opposite of a mistake. Mm-hmm. It was a 
<laughs> whatever that would be. The opposite of mistake, a great choice. Uh, there's probably a single word, singular word uh, choice that should be making. Sorry for even insinuating that Julian Anderson would not have been fabulous because, of course, she was, and she is fabulous, um, and she was perfect for this role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had um, Charles Dance, Charles Stance, who played, um, who was the, he played in, but he was also the director of Ladies in Lavender. Do you remember that with Judy Dench and Maggie Smith? I never saw it, but I do remember oh, that. Oh my out. gosh! They played. There were these sisters, and they rescued this Polish violinist who washed up on shore, and um, it was just a divine. And he was in it, but he was the. Um, I think he was in it, but he 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 directed it, and he did such a fantastic job. Well, I mean, what else are you gonna do with a Polish violinist <laughs> except for rescue him? You're gonna rescue him. Uh, that's and that's hence what they did. Um, so, and it goes on and on and on. Um, Nathaniel Parker, who played in those mysteries, those British mysteries, it was um, Inspector, um, I think it was the Inspector Lindley mysteries. Um, my mom loved those. I did too. I don't know if you ever, did you ever see those? I did I never saw those, um, but I always wanted to. I think they're on, I'll have to look that up. They're, they're on one of the, either maybe Netflix or Hulu. I'll look it up, but the, it, they're terrific if you like mysteries and they're kind of, they're based off books. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is there anyone else, like, cast-wise that you were like, oh, my gosh? Well, I, we absolutely loved um, the gentleman who played Guppy. Oh! Uh, he's played by uh, yep. Burn. I never even knew this actor's name, but Burn Gorman. He is so <laughs> divine. And there's so many lines and the way that they're delivered in Bleak House that you, they'll just stick like if you watch it more than once especially they'll stick with you and then you'll start saying them <laughs> especially if you have somebody else who loves it and has watched it then you'll start cracking each other up but anyway which we've done for 12 years basically yeah like, we've, we've been doing that for a long time unnecessarily but yet, yet, yet oh so necessary but um, he subsequently has been in a lot of different stuff like he was in one of my um, another little sci-fi gem um, called Pacific Rim where he played um, Oh, a, a was scientist. he in that? Yes, he was in Oh, that. my God, I forgot about that. That is a gem. I love that movie. I'm, okay, that, that I don't know if that's on a streaming service right now. It's not, unfortunately. Uh, it's, they've been playing it on cable a lot, but it's unfortunately it's not on any streaming service. It should be. It should I be. love that. That's a great, it's like, so good. what would you call it? It's kind of like a Godzilla movie without Godzilla. Yes. It's kind of like if, if monsters. If you loved Ultraman when you were growing up, if you loved yes. Godzilla. I did. Um, basically, if you were if you grew up in the eighties, you will absolutely <laughs> love that movie. It is such because it's like and it's directed by Guillermo del, to- oh, del Toro, yeah. and you can't go wrong. No, you so. can't go wrong. And it's not like some of his movies are so dark and like kind of grossly mm. violent. This is this is in no way. It's no, like it's, it's super fun, and it's like there's each because there's monsters versus like robots, mm-hmm. but the robots are controlled by humans. Yes, and it's like they have team. This is what makes it so eighties. There's like a Russian team and like a yes. American team and a Chinese. I mean, it has like all these different nationalities. Mm-hmm. Like war, you know, they have their own teams and yes, it's very video gamey. It's very video game-y. and it's very um, just. Fun. Big, giant, yep. ridiculous popcorn eating fun. So, uh, Sprinklers, you are getting like so many shows in this one show. Like, we are like <laughs> sorry to tangent, do tangent. The tangent no, we, the, I think we need to, we do need a tangent. And I'm sorry that it's not on a streaming service. So, I'm sure you can probably find it on Prime to rent, I'm guessing. Yes, I'm Or sure you can you purchase can. it. Yes. But if you like Godzilla, like that kind of, if that kind of movie, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think this is more fun than Godzilla is because it doesn't take itself so seriously as Godzilla does sometimes yes. in movies, Godzilla movies. No offense to Godzilla. Little fans, but yes. I'm just saying Pacific Rim is super fun. Um, 
<laughs> Tangent alert. Okay, getting back, getting back to Bleak House. But the nice thing about it is that even though it's like a mini series, quote unquote, it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So you know, you you have many hours worth of delightment. Um, the costumes, the costumes, the sets, the actors, the actresses, everything. I don't know that. I mean, oh, even the intro. The intro is one of my favorite parts of the show. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful, and the music. Oh my god! Yes. I remember when we watched it. Like when we were watching it, it was just like entrancing. Every mm-hmm. you know, every single episode, you were entranced. Yes. From beginning to end, and it's so it's a period piece, but it really doesn't feel like a period piece because the way it's shot is very modern. So yeah, so Bleak House. One of our absolute faves, so please put this on your list. It is available on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Okay, so let's talk about the OA, which I think you should start talking about because you were the one that told me about it mm. first, and then I fell in love with it. So you want to just kind of give us the blowdown, hoedown of it? Well, it's, uh, first of all, <clears throat> it's, uh, as we've said, it is something that you kind of, it's a show that's, Unlike anything you've ever seen, and it's definitely a show you have to feel your way through because sometimes you don't know what the heck is going on, (laughs) and it's a very um, gorgeously uh, filmed show, and the characters on it are incredible, but you don't always know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you don't Um, always like them. And you don't always like them. I mean, especially at first, you don't, like, until you start seeing, the, like, the reason behind some of their behaviors, yeah. you're like, ugh, at first. But at, that's how at it At first. So it is a show that you um, kind of have to just go with the flow of the show mm-hmm. for a while in order to really get into it. And it may take, you know... It took me five episodes five before episodes. I really liked it. Right. And then I loved it. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's like, when I watched it, it was... Um, very, I mean, it really impacted me, and it made me cry, and I just fell in love with all the characters, especially the main character. Yeah. And, you know, it's about self-sacrifice, and it's about, like, God, however you define that or don't define that. And it's about, um, you know, people saving each other. It's, like, the most incredible, very original, mm-hmm. speaking of original, mm-hmm. which is, um, you find out... Um, is part of the title. Um, yeah. Without giving, I hope that yeah. wasn't giving anything away, but, no. um, but it's, yeah. So I knew you had to watch it. Well, it, yeah, I'm so glad you did because but at first, like, again, I didn't like the characters at first and it, it, it almost to me has like a European show mm-hmm. or European movie feel to mm-hmm. it because it does not have an American sensibility about it at all mm-hmm. to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, American shows have a certain feel. Because when you go watch a foreign film, like a German film or a French film, they have a very different feel and just the way of approaching things and their perspective on things. And I definitely got that from this. And so that was part of why it was... But then the fantasy-ish element of it that takes it to kind of a different place. And, you know, it's it's one of those shows that I really... And I do this all the time, but I I don't want to... I think part of the... The, the, the thing to, that I enjoyed about it was the exploration, like figuring out like like what's going on mm-hmm. and because you don't understand. Right. And so I don't really want to say much about like what really happens in the show because it's it really is part of the the joy of the show. It is. You know? And there's it's almost like there's like multiple shows going on within the show. It's really hard to describe whether whether it's like different characters' plot lines or whether it 
um, feels like it jumps into a different reality. Yeah. So, um, just get on the ride. <laughs> And ride the ride, and that's what's so wonderful about so many of the streaming shows, that they are different than, you know, situation comedies or, you know, things on mainstream TV, which I'm not knocking mainstream TV because there's so many things I love on there, too. Oh, yeah. But um, this is just such a beautiful, beautiful show, so really... Oh, like, the last episode, I don't think I have ever cried so much at... I, I can't remember crying so much, like, out loud... Like, it was such a cathartic release. Because this show definitely has a build to it. Like, it builds mm-hmm. and builds and builds. Um, it gets, it ha- creates this emotional tension that you, you know, and it the release is, was amazing. It mm-hmm. was just... Um, and I have to give a shout-out um, to uh, Phyllis Smith, who you'll remember from The Office. Um, she's so great in this. Like, she is so great. Like, you know, and I, I always loved her in The Office. Um but in this role, it's such a different role from that role. And it's, like, the scene with her at the gas station. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, I mean, I won't say more than that, like, because I don't want to, you know, spoil it. But, I mean, it was just, like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> it was so great. Um, and the whole cast was amazing. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, I, I mean, because there's kid, kid, some kid actors in it and then adult actors. And most of them I was not familiar with. Um, Same here. Britt Marling is the head, the lead. Mm. She's amazing. In fact, she's um, almost otherworldly, kind mm-hmm. of like her that her affect, like the way that she plays this part and the way she looks and reacts to things is very different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 quite an amazing performance. Yes, it is. Um, anyone else like that was that was particularly a fave of yours or that stuck out? To well, you? Britt is definitely my friend. They're all incredible. Yeah. But Britt, who is um, kind of plays the lead character, is definitely my um, favorite. She um, and I was also really kind of. Um, there's another character that I think is incredible, but it's a kind of hard to love that character. You're concerned about that character, but you're also fascinated by that character. Is the young man, the teenager, played by Patrick Gibson, who has, um, as you will see if you decide to watch the show, which I really hope you do, that um, very, there's very much interplay of light and dark, and you're not sure Mm -hmm. um, which is going to win out, so Mm -hmm. he gives an incredible performance, too. Um, so. Oh yeah, because you really feel the like the anger and the mm-hmm. angst and the all that stuff. In yes. fact, that was one of the reasons why it was hard for me to watch it at first because the show. I mean, you really are exposed to a lot of emotions mm-hmm. um, and not all positive. And um, I mean, there, it serves a purpose, and that's why eventually you you get to appreciate because the show is so well written. Like it digs down deep into the character because it's very it's much it, as much as there's an overarching storyline but it's really the characters that you fall in love with mm-hmm. you know regardless of what happens you you know you're right in there with them to see what is going on you yes, know <laughs> and and apparently there is going to be a second season yes. so super excited about that because i was kind of afraid because it's one of those shows again like very few people talk about it and i've talked about it to several people and i don't, I don't know that anyone has started watching it yet so hopefully this podcast will help people watch it um but apparently people are because they wouldn't have renewed it for a second season Correct. Um, so, uh, I don't know, anything else about the show that, um... Well, just, it's, again, it's a show, it's not, I mean, it does, it is a show that inspires a lot of thought, 
but it's definitely more of an intuitive feeling kind of show. Yeah. So just, oh, it's definitely full of feeling. Yeah, so just allow and surrender yeah. and enjoy. Yeah, and w- wait it out. Again, you know, just wait it out. Mm-hmm. Give yourself time. I, I gave myself five episodes because Cecily's talked about it so much. I was just like, okay, hang in there. I know it's going to get to the good part because our, we have a lot of similar you know, our our, our uh, movie tastes and our TV show tastes are usually pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Like, every once in a while, there'll be an outlier, like Queen Margot or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or I'm just, but something like that. But but usually, it's it's they're always on par. And this this show, she was dead up hundred percent right. So yeah, yes indeed. Yay! Okay, so put put this on your cue. The O period A period. Okay, and now for the. Tasty Treat Sensation! So this is a special Tasty Treat Sensation because it's a co-host, Tasty Treat Sensation, special co-host. Um, so Cicely, work it out. Tell us what is the Tasty Treat. Well, um, first of all, I actually brought um, the Tasty Treat Sensation, but the package is empty because I ate it. <laughs> Um, she brought the wrapper. <laughs> she brought the wrapper of the Taste of Treat Sensation. I'm just going to add that. Okay. I'm sorry. But I brought it because I knew I wasn't going to remember what it was called. But it's the Hershey's Cookie Layer Crunch. And it is dark chocolate with chocolate cookie bits and mint cream. And let me tell you something. If you like Girl Scout Thin Mints, um, this is like a translation of that into... Um, a chocolate bar, it's basically like biting into a dark chocolate covered Thin Mint, Girl Scout Thin Mint. Uh, it is ridiculous. I don't know if it's limited edition because sometimes Hershey's oh, yeah, watch out. comes mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. with these like mm-hmm. limited edition things that you can only get a certain amount of time and they torture you and they tease you and they say, oh, I'm so glad you're into this and then they take it away. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's the Hershey's Cookie Layer Crunch. It is so delicious. It took me three Days to eat it because there was like three little bars. Yeah, three little chocolate bars in there. And so I was just like allowing myself to have one little bar a day. And it was like kapow, like mint and dark chocolate all up in your grill for a better tomorrow. So you will um, really enjoy this uh, treat. And I hope that you uh, go to your local little convenience store and say hallelujah (laughs) and get yourself a little treat. Cause I and I saw the advertisement for that, and they have some other special ones out too. Oh, do they? Oh, yes, good. but I'm not sure what the flavors were. But that sounds divine. All right, gang, that's the show. I'm Timmy V. I'm Cecily. And um, thanks again for joining us for the sprinkles. Um, and we'll see you um, next time for another special episode. Um, have a great night and a great day, and I'll see you later. Thanks, and the river dirt cheese. So long.